All right. We're here. I am fucking ready to go. <laughs> I am ready to go. I am so fired up. I've been very, you know, hey, look, look let, let's just kick off. Go ahead and kick off. Do your thing. All right. Let's go. Cool. So uh, much anticipated the uh, the mm. election 2020 podcast, uh, mm-hmm. the first repeat guest on the QPL podcast, Brooke Day in the house. Honored. And uh, we said last time. We were going to do something around the election because it needed to be done, and uh, yeah. and it's great to have you back, mate. So um, so so let's let's not waste any time. Let's kick this thing right off. Let's get right into okay, it. Okay, first off, first off, let me just jump out of the picture. Go. Come back in, <laughs> and now you can see my beautiful bald head all illuminated. I shaved for you today. I shaved for you too, baby. <laughs> the two best looking bald guys in podcast. Um. <laughs> Okay, so um, what I've done is I've, you know, I've I've been really quiet on social media about this. Mm-hmm. I haven't said anything um, as far as my opinions about the election. I will say this: that I've started to think about life past the election, regardless of who wins. And I do have uh, my own uh, ambitions about what it is that I want to do politically. So I've started to prepare that. Um, my cousin reached out to me one day, put a thought in my head, and I'm um, starting to do that. But I do want to talk talk about the election and where we are and everything so um coming in hot um <laughs> i'm ready to go so yeah 100 um, and f- go ahead you i want to be your responder today i don't want to talk so freely i i would rather react to your question so what's the first thing you got on your mind all right cool so obviously now we are at a place where mm. certain people have declared certain things and mm a lot of the world is living already in a post-election world, right? So Mm, what I want to look at today is sort of where we are right now, Mm. where we're, what got us here. Mm -hmm. Some of the, any key takeaways from your perspective, because I'm sure you've got some, I've definitely got some. Yeah. I'm pulling my notes. I, I really, really, like I said, I, I've been storing notes for gosh, for, for weeks now. Or a week, a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been writing some down myself. So if I start to look down, it's just because I'm referring to those. Yeah, um, same here, same here. So some key takeaways, because I think there are some, uh, definitely. And then I want to talk about Trump, his reaction to mm. all of this. I want to talk yeah. about what the what the new, if it does in fact become the new administration, what that looks like. Um Okay. And yeah, it, it will guide itself. It will guide itself. Sure. Um, and then, you know, we'll just, we'll just freestyle it like we did last time and see where we go. Mm. All right. So before we get to any new, any new, I want to tell everybody out there, pump the fucking brakes. This election is not legally called yet. Let me, let me say that a little bit more forcefully. This election's not over. Mm-hmm. And you'd be a fool to be out there saying that any party won at this point. There's been enough information that has made people raise eyebrows. There's been enough information that have given lawyers enough standing to challenge. And those challenges are both constitutional, they're appropriate, and they will be carried out. So I think that's the first thing that I want to say in this whole thing that 
I've been acutely aware of since I guess you could say the uh, election transition integrity project that was uh, put out by the Podesta group okay. um, and the Hillary clan uh, with, with a group called Hawkfish. If you guys, uh, if you guys are unaware, you could probably check it out. Basically it was a scenario. It was game planning, you know, different, different situations on election night. And they plotted out five different scenarios. And in each one, basically the recommendation if Joe Biden was losing the messaging to him was don't concede, you know, just don't concede. Uh, they said this publicly. So yeah. Yeah. Hillary actually gave him advice publicly. Correct. Right? You know, Hillary is on video saying like Joe Biden don't, don't under concede. any circumstances don't um, concede. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, I think that keeping the, the idea of election season in mind, I think we're going to be going forward from now on in election season. I think courts are going to be used more and more. I think things are polarized so much more and more. And hey, let's face it: media companies don't predict, or sorry, they don't certify presidents. Correct. State leg state legislatures do, um, and and the courts eventually do. So I, that's the first thing that I would say in this situation that we're in. Hey, everyone! I know that a lot of people are happy on the left that the orange man lost and he know you know what if he does lose happy for you you know it's nice to win part of democracy is going back and forth and that's what's cool about democracy the push pull right we we keep each other in check and they we make each other better hey certainly donald trump made the left better right they got on their game and they're at the point right now where hey maybe they got on their game enough to win there's a lot of questions and i want to unpack a lot of them but the president is well within his right to challenge this mm -hmm. and he will and i do think that he's going to go all the way it will go to the supreme court i think that you know pushing amy care coney barrett through regardless of whether you think it's a push or not I, I think that was pivotal and i think that that when when that happened um it gave the president the green light to push this result all the way to to, to the end so that's the first thing that i'd like to say is that just hey let's relax take a breath let the legal system play play itself out. Don't take it personally. Let it happen. What do you think, Daryl? Well, I think, I think pumping the brakes is an appropriate statement because what we've seen from the quote-unquote winning side is anything but that. They've slammed on the gas pedal mm -hmm. and they are driving as quickly yeah. as possible to you know January's yeah. inauguration. And where we are right now is that as you said the mainstream media have called this election they've effectively mm. tried to certify it the yep. global leaders have now come out and are congratulating in droves the president and vice president elect what we haven't had interesting what, interesting take on that one i'll follow up on that one in a minute that's one of my key points well, what, it's an interesting interesting subplot. yeah well what we haven't had is we haven't had this challenged in court, as you've said. Mm, yeah. There are certain world leaders that have not codified this, namely Russia, China, Turkey, and some others. And I find it most interesting that China hasn't said anything yet. I think that's the most interesting one. Absolutely silent. And again, there's any number of reasons that we can look at and dissect on yeah. that. Um, but... The Republicans have definitely not codified this. And where we are now, in my opinion, is more of a 
purgatory status rather than a confirmed status. But if you switch on any of the media outlets, including Fox News, who Rupert Murdoch has swiftly turned his back on Trump and gone the other way, is... Sort of. Sort of. Well, they haven't called it yet. They haven't called it yet as of this podcast. I thought they did. I thought they were analyzing no, they... the other day how the ways in which he lost. No, Fox... Well, they haven't come out full-throated and said it's over. Okay. They haven't done it like MSNBC and CNN as of this podcast. Yeah, well, MSNBC and News, CNN Newsmax, are having, yeah, you know, block <laughs> right. parties. They're having a party. Yeah. Yeah, they're, have, they're going off right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was done... You know, 30 seconds after the tally in Pennsylvania was done, you know, so we're in a place of of indecisiveness, of nothing officially lawfully concrete at the moment. But if we frame it as the mainstream media are framing it, we have a victor. And yeah, and and and, and like, look, like have had. Ha- one thought in my head, and I was before this, I was I was hopping up on some Tim Cast. I was getting some Tim Pool in my head. I was on some Rogan. I was listening to Bannon's War Room. I was getting sharp. I was like, "Look, I'm gonna be ready to go tonight." <laughs> Let me ask you a question: oh. Has the media become the government? Well, I would go. Hey, I would go another step. I've got a lot of. Hey, I've got a lot of smart friends on the left, educated people, and I want to say this to them, per, like straight out: Has the media replaced the government for you? If the answer to that is no, then stop celebrating that Joe Biden has won right now. Wait. But if you're out there celebrating, the media has replaced the government for you, right? That's right. Because you keep saying everything you just said was media, 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 right? You kept referring to the media. That's the only people that have called it right now. And of course, media is powerful. Media is very strong. It's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. It's very influential and forceful. Hey, you know, politicians are not, I guess you could say the most mm, morally righteous people out there. They move with the wind and there's quite a lot of fair weather politicians out there. So they're going to, when they see um, people um, call elections, they're going to pipe in and they're going to, they're going to offer their kudos for sure, you know? Yeah. And, you know, like, for example, uh, Netanyahu, if you notice the words that he chose. Yes. Bibi never said the president elect. Right. He said Biden. Yes. Yes. He chose his words very carefully. Yet the media is spinning that. Oh, you know, a two, Bibi, kind of like Julius Caesar, a two, a two Brutus, you know, or whatever. I whoever that fool was sure. that, uh, betrayed Caesar. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. look. You're right on on the media, but the question I have for 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 my friends and the people that 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 are associated in the stuff that I talk about, has the media replaced the government that much in your life that you're willing to just say, hey, no, guess what? Stamp All that it. stuff that the Trump stamp campaign, it. yeah, just stamp it. We're good here. Let's move on. Do you hate Orange Man bad that much that you're willing to fuck up the whole system for? And I'll go. You know? And I'll go one further. Does the world do other governments around the world? take the media in America as a legislative power. And if they don't, then why have countries like the UK, Germany, and others come out and congratulated Joe Biden on this victory? Because, as you said, Bibi was kind of careful with his words. Putin has come out and said, I am waiting until the official results are legally decided. 
Turkey have come out and said nothing. China has China been absolutely silent. That's crazy how China has said nothing. Comple- I, I want your thoughts on that because you're, you're in the region. What, what, yeah. what, you're, you're more of an expert in that region than me. What do you think? It's too obvious. If China comes out and congratulates Biden, it's just too much. Oh, China, Joe, Beijing, Biden, you know, it's just it's boom right away. Pocket. It's like, oh, you know, China, China couldn't wait to say congratulations. Oh, and it gives like the, the right fodder to say, yeah, you know, the Chinese stole this election and they'll rile up Trump's base and they'll get the right yeah. out on the street. Uh, that's probably the reason why they haven't. Um, and also, too, they're 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 smart. They're pragmatic for sure. Yeah, the folks that run Beijing, they're they're no dummies no. and they're they're calculated. Yeah. And they know it's not over. Well, my that so, that's so, my question is is where are these other governments heads at when I mean as you said, this has not been legislated yet. This has not been confirmed yet by anybody other than some pundits. So yeah. how is it that some of the world's most powerful governments have come out and co-signed this decision off? Yeah. Are they are they taking the yeah. media as as right? Is this again like some of the liberals have, some of the block party folks out there? Have they just said, "Well, we prefer it, therefore if we stamp it, it you know, if you build it, it will if come. You, if you you know, make it so, right? It's kind of it's just putting a stamp it, on it." You and I both you and I both rail against the media in our own ways pretty strongly, right? Yeah. And, and we're not alone. The, the media is relatively they're very unpopular we're not the only ones out there saying the media sucks there's a lot of people who are too of course okay but the media also has its allies the media also has its power and as i've said over and over again this election is no longer about the left versus right it's about nationalism versus globalism Mm -hmm. it's about the new world order versus the old world order and how those forces of powerful people are at war with one another over dominion of the kingdom. So if you look at who's actually piped up and said certain things, I think if you go down the list, it's probably a solid list of people that the president's pissed off Mm -hmm. in some way, uh, cut their money in some way, pulled out of trade agreements or climate accords in some way. So, or, or just disrespected by his bad behavior, his 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 I don't unprofessional that, behavior. I, I I don't I don't think his unprofessional behavior would allow them to make those kind of statements. But I think you're giving think him too that, much power and uh, too much credit in terms of how petty some of these folks yeah. are. I mean, we've seen the footage okay. of Trudeau, Boris Johnson, Macron sitting around after a G7 mm. summit, laughing at this guy. They were caught on tape laughing at this guy. They're yeah, they're human well, beings. You, yeah, okay. But I think these are these are government institute there's a governments and, 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 and they represent they do represent the people and they represent their government. I think that it has to be a little bit more strategic than emotional. And I think that a lot of the, the nations that have come out in support um, have done so either as a way to kick the kick the Trump Trump man or to just say, Hey, you know, we need to get on with this. Uh, or maybe some people believe that like, Hey, there's no cheating in the United States. We trust the United States. There could be a lot of reasons, but, um, I think most of it is because the media has used their power and, and forced it down people's throats. How powerful is the media there? 
Like really, as much as we hate it, we hate it, right? Of course. And we and we call it out. We know they lie. We know they misinform. How powerful is it? Though? And like, couple them. Where would you rank it? Well, where would you rank well, it? Well, I mean, they're up there now with the con- the complete control of information with the tech giants. I mean, yeah. all we have to do is look at what happened with the Biden story versus what happened with the Hillary emails in 2016 and how the media suppressed yeah. one and didn't suppress the other. And they've come out and they said, we cannot let this happen again or we are fucked. We will get four more years of a person we detest and therefore we are going to suppress factual information that could damage the, the person that we want to win. Twitter are guilty yeah. of this. Facebook are guilty of this. They just shut the stuff down. They just shut the feed down. The me- the mainstream media, the the news outlets, they just publish a different narrative. They publish the narrative they want to, you know, put out there in the fore. And and again, right. it's the sort of thing where, you know, say it enough times and it doesn't matter if yeah. it's true, it becomes true. Trump has <laughs> yeah, Trump yeah, yeah, yeah. has this strategy himself of saying untruths over and over and over again until he just rams them home. His base follows. Ultimately, it becomes the narrative. It happened in the reverse now. It's happened on the flip now with social media companies suppressing a narrative, mainstream media well, pushing I, a narrative. I, 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 think that's, I think that's been going on forever. Sure. Yeah, that's been going on forever. Like all political, all political parties and candidates and, 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 and office holders, they have comms departments, and their job is to create the narrative and push the narrative. Have you seen but, it this blatant before, ever? Well, I mean, yeah, like narrative creation, I don't think has changed at all. I think what's changed recently was the censorship of the counterpoint or the counterfact or the alternative opinion. You know, like hey. If, if we've got videos, okay, if we've got videos of places in Michigan putting boards up on windows so that observers can't see into the, into the room, and the president tweets about that, and then Twitter labels it as some kind of label, whatever they've been late, and they don't do the same for any of the Democrats, that is an election interference. That is election manipulation. That is, that is, be, that is mind control. That is ugliness to the extreme. That is against everything I'm, I'm, I'm against. And I guess one of the reasons why I support the president um, and have supported is because it's only happening to him. And he's not that ridiculous. He's a buffoon and he says dumb shit all the time, but he's not fucking dangerous. He's n- I know what dangerous looks like. I yeah. know what evil guys look like. Donald Trump's not an evil guy. Donald Trump wants to make money Donald Trump wants to hang out. Donald Trump wants to play golf. He wants to be liked by famous athletes. He wants to watch football and eat KFC. That's not an evil guy. Okay. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and, and and they treat him like he is. So they, they, they say that what he says when he's fighting for himself and fighting for his opinion, they say that it's like, election interference or this is this has not been certified yet so they label them and they censor them and they censor his people to me fighting against that is worthwhile i think fighting against that and you know me i do not like the man i think this is truly a case of the the lesser of two evils for different reasons but i am in no way shape or form a fan of Donald Trump. I don't. Uh, we've talked about this on the last show that we did. Mm. He is he is abhorrent to me as a personality. I don't agree with probably ninety nine percent of his policies. But 
what's happening. Oh, really? 99% that much? Maybe, maybe I'm conflating. Maybe I'm conflating. But yeah, I, I think I think knowing you and what you're into, I think you're a little bit more into his policies. You don't like you don't like him. It's a big it's a big like part. Him. It's a big part of what I don't like is is his personality. And it's fair. Yeah, it's fair. You know what? Like I actually like, you know, because government and, and everything's so big and it's a lot of random shit happening at the same time, you know, like my conspiracy theory bros and stuff out there. And I love my Alex Jones and InfoWars as much as any intellectual educated guy. Um, you know, it does come down to what kind of role model that person is. There is you know a what I mean? statesmanship and, for that position. There is. It is necessary. I, and, and you know what? And and I think it's I think it's a little bit more after seeing Donald Trump for four years, I will give people credit out there. People like you, people like my dad, people that just fucking hate the guy because they don't like what he he's about. Correct. You know what I mean? And 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 I I'm I'm not minimizing how much you don't like him for the things. Uh, to me, n- none of that ever mattered. And for me, uh, to me, that's I, not the big, yeah. For me, that's not the biggest problem here. His personality is one oh, yeah. thing. His, but yeah. when you go down the road of comparing him to Hitler or you know a white supremacist or or something like you're just being absurd now. These are there is no A to B point connection with those sorts of claims, and you can't lean on those as a justification as to why you want the other side to win or why you want him out of office. It is a reason. Well, isn't that the isn't that the reason why the the president has a right to keep fighting right now yes. and pushing through the media? Tri- yeah, because yes. all they've done for four years is say that he colluded with Russia, that he's a white supremacist, that he's literally Hitler, and that he's going to like lead us into wars. He shouldn't have the nuclear codes. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, man. Besides COVID, which it sucks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Besides Asia. Besides Taiwan, for that <laughs> <Yeah>. matter. <laughs> you know, right? Besides where I yeah, live. we're locked down. Um, again. you know, yeah, you, you're locked down. You know, like. Besides that, the world was a relatively safe place. Well, and we don't we're we're easily and we br- never we, we easily brush were, over we were these told, we're gonna have, we're gonna have unemployment. Yeah, yeah, we're, all this stuff. He's not a he's not an evil go- dude. He's just morally depraved. Correct. Right? And 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 I'll give that criticism credence all day, you know. And I, I I think that when people spent that whole four years just saying that, which was bullshit. It makes his 70 million plus supporters who voted for him recently just that's more emboldened to say, no, 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 Mr. President, you take this all the way to the wall. You don't have to be that good old politician that does it better for the country. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. You got kicked around for four years. This is your last chance to get yours. Go ahead. So fight. And I think that, yeah, I think the base is like, no, Mr. President, you better fight. You fought for four years and took their bullshit. You better fight this all the way. That's what the base is saying right now. And uh, as long as the base is allowed to tra- to challenge peacefully, there will be no problems. And what there'll be no. And problems. what's not spoken about as well is that the base has grown. The base has oh, grown with, significantly. I'm so happy you said that. Please say it again for all the all the idiots well, out there that this is it. I mean, they thought look that at, MAGA was nothing but white supremacists. Just look at the numbers. Seventy million people thought he was a better idea than what we've currently got or we're currently going to get. This is not, you know, he made inroads with educated uh college Everyone. Educa- like almost every demographic across the board, women significant twelve percent of the black vote. The most ever Absolutely. for Republicans. So you can't brush across the... 32% back. of the Hispanic vote. Yeah, you can't brush across the growth in his base to what was, you know, 
a bunch of deplorables, as, as, as Hillary quoted in 2016, a bunch of rednecks from, you know, from the Bible Belt. Yep. This is not who supports yep. Donald Trump anymore. And there are innumerable reasons no. why no. that base has grown. One of them is because he's bucked the system. One of them is because he speaks his mind. One of them is because they felt the economic resurgence of America before COVID grabbed a hold mm. of it. There are a number and number of reasons. The peace agreement, the way yep. he's dealt with strongmen across the world, even though he puts his foot in his mouth at every single opportunity he can. And maybe he calls <laughs> Kim Jong-un a good guy or whatever, or, or somebody, you know. Yeah, my but, good friend but, Kim. But this like, is just him. This is the personality just, part of Trump yeah, that you don't like. Yeah. And when Obama yeah. sat down with him in 2016, what, the first thing he says was, you're looking at a war with North Korea. He distanced that war so quickly by the way was, he dealt I with it. I haven't thought about, yeah, you know, I haven't thought about North Korea for four years. Nobody has. And the only time I thought about it was like, holy shit, the president's in the DMZ. Yeah, 100%. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, you know, like, yeah. I, I think that I think that getting back to the election mm. and the current state that it's in and all of the the stuff like we can we can we can actually sit here and we could adjudicate the uh, Trump presidency of course. for a long time. I, I honestly believe that on a policy basis and where they were, if you take out COVID, and I do think that there's some arguments with COVID. I think he's had a great run. I don't think that I don't think that he he did evil. You know what I mean? He had policies that maybe some people don't want, they don't agree with. Yeah. But he didn't do that. And well. adjudicating him getting... is, is you know, with policy, for me, it's more of the regulatory stuff. And I know that helps an economy and things like yeah. that. But yeah. I don't yeah. I don't like deregulation to a point of almost environmental negligence, let's say. Right. But we can go. We, yeah, we can go down that road, you know, for for two hours trying to pull apart the policies <laughs> and everything like that. But what I wanted to get to was kind of, OK, let's take. Let's take this decision. Let's take where we are right now as mm -hmm. where we're going. Like, let's take let, let's take this as what we're being told. Biden is one. The Biden-Harris campaign is going to assume the White House because, again, if you listen to the media, they're saying that none of the challenges that could be, you know, put forth by his legal team will hold any weight. And if we're running with this narrative that a lot of the global powers are are running with they're assuming that they're going to be dealing with joe biden kamala harris going forward from january now whether they do or not takes us back to what we were just talking about but let's play it as status quo from that perspective because we really don't have unless we start to go down the legal route of, of talking about why he can challenge it yeah and that's hard that's hard for us because we're not we're I'm not, not a legal scholar i can't speak in i will I say speak this proficiently be, on that be, before we before we talk about what a Biden, i, I don't want to talk about that that quick can, can, can we just talk about some of the weird stuff that has caught your eye with the election some of the things you know well i don't want i don't want to transition out of that okay let's do that exercise i'll do that thought exercise I, let's do that this is go this yeah. is qpl uh it's good. Well, let, let's say that it's a Senate majority uh, that leans to the Republicans. Okay. It's exactly what we want for four years. That's right? the only if, if thing a, if, stopping, in my opinion, total chaos by a Biden and Harris presidency. Yeah. If you get the yeah, Senate see, and the House and the presidency, uh, it's oh. terrifying to me to think. Oh. Of what America will look like in four years. 
Isn't yeah? See, you know, and, and you hate the president. Hate him. Like you are, a, and and it, in a way where it's like I think to myself, why doesn't Daryl like him? I think to myself, Daryl should like him. I say that all to myself, all the time to myself. Daryl should like him. It makes no sense. But hey, you don't, right? You don't, right? So, but like you're saying, like you're freaked out. You weren't freaked out about President Donald Trump. You were more like, oh, this guy's a fucking loser. Yeah, and, and, and I, and I thought he president? was. I thought, how did this guy become the president? And I thought he was corrupt. I thought he was corrupt yeah. because of what I know about his history, how he stole from his father, the business dealings in New York. I mean, all you got to do yeah. is read some yeah. of the the literature on on his business yeah. dealings in the '80s in New York, and you can see that this guy, he's not, you know, he's not a straight and narrow guy, right? He doesn't play inside no. the boundaries. There's no question about it. So for me, it was a level of corruption. It was a level of integrity that I didn't think he, he possessed but what we're talking about and evidence of this is been shown on the run-up through the election in the preceding weeks and even you know during the sort of week of chaos that was the election is how the surrogates of the Democratic Party and I'm putting the mainstream media and I'm putting social media giants in this pocket control the narrative, control the, the flow of information, ultimately control how we think. And if you've got a carte blanche system where you run the House, the Senate, and the presidency, the things that they might do to the world, America for one, terrifies me more than having Donald Trump in power for another four years. Unquestionably. Unquestionably. Oh, without question. Without question, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, okay, so let's let let's work that back. Okay. So let's just work let's just work off of what's on the docket right now. So we've got maybe a, a Biden win mm -hmm. with a Republican Senate. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of gains in the House by the Republicans, which is the big kind of the big news of 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 what happened here. You know, well, this goes to or, voting or, or, down sorry. ballot, right? This goes to the well, election yeah, integrity. Or, or, yeah, sort of the, the unsung talking point that like the Republicans picked up a ton of of, of seats and, and competitive seats and they've got the most women in Congress ever, you know. So supposedly the all white male party, you yeah. know. Anyways. Uh, and they did they had gains at the state level as well. So there is no mandate for the Bidens. Let me tell tell that to my friends out there who are left leaning. I love I I got some great friends. You have no mandate. When None. Donald Trump became elected in 2016, he was the president. He had the Senate. He had the GOP Congress. He had the state assemblies. He had governors. He had uh, mayors and he had sheriffs. It, it was like a wave of Donald Trump love. That's a mandate. Yeah. What, what Biden has yeah. is gridlock. And you know what? We need gridlock. I'm good with gridlock. And if Biden wins, man, I really hope that the Senate is a right-leaning Senate, and that's going to be nice. It's going to be good for everything. They won't be able to make change. They'll actually have to govern. They'll actually have to do things like they said they would. Yes. Like, hey, for four years, all we've heard is, oh, this guy, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's He wants to golf. He's, not, he, he, he's a carnival barker, and his people suck and all that stuff. Okay, all right, well, you got four years. It's your turn. And – if there is no Senate in their favor, they actually have to govern in a way that, like, is smart. Well, they're going to have to govern have in the to... way that they've preached that they're going to. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you know, uh, listening to everyone's ideas and keeping Bringing everyone involved. Together. Not like saying, yeah, hey, you 70 million people that voted for the president, you guys, yeah. we got power now, we're kicking you down. So if, if everything holds, things will be all right. Um, however, if they do somehow, if Ossoff beats Leffler, and I don't know who the other guy is that beats, uh, I think it's Ryan. We're talking about Georgia, right? Georgia, yeah. In the run-up, if, if 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 that race, if that race, if that race somehow goes Democrat, I mean, major change. They'll change it for sure because to them it will be a mandate. They've got the mandate, and you know what? Hey, elections have consequences. Wins, you get to make the choice. I've always I've been saying that mm -hmm. when the president nominated Amy Coney Barrett, hey, he won. Kick rocks. When you win, you get to That's make moves. You get to do what you now, do. You do. That's that's the way it is. And and you know what? I won't I won't bitch and moan about it. I won't. But those changes, some of the critical race theory stuff that I know that you just can't stand. <laughs> you know, this is what terrifies me, mate. This is what terrifies so, me. Yeah, some of some of the some of the defund the police kind of stuff that they've talked about. Uh, the packing the courts ideal. I think that the Supreme Court is 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 beautiful in its simplicity. Um, you know, and uh, I also worry a great deal with or without uh i guess you could say a democrat uh leaning senate is middle east conflict yeah i i know i one of the things that i banked on is that the trump people were there are no foreign conflict people the people that support trump the steve bannons the peter navarros the lighthizers the kushners the whole crew the michael savages the rush limbaugh's they don't want to fight foreign wars 100%. That's always been their thing. Yeah. You know, and the neocons, the neoliberals that support Joe Biden, that have been full throaty with Joe Biden, you know, the Bush family came out and congratulated him. Condoleezza Rice congratulated him. All that Absolutely. crowd, you know, the Mitt Romneys and stuff. They want war. They want war. Of course they do. They'll, 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 they will be fighting a Middle East conflict. And when they do, I can't wait to make the post on facebook to all of my friends on the left that that just i don't know to me if you're gonna vote against a guy's character over the policy this is what this is what worries me if yeah so th th those are my big concerns that's what i perceive this is what the worries me it, for sure the rest of it you know I, I i don't believe in the the tax increases no too much wall street money too much money wall street money flowed into the democrats of course and the democrats you know, they won't make a wealth tax, but they will raise taxes because, hey, rich people don't pay taxes. May, if they were newsflash, if they were interested in anything to do with taxing the rich or reforming Wall Street or anything like that, Bernie would have won. They cut his legs off at the knees as soon as he was pushing that and they saw that it started to have any sort of traction with the voting public. They cut that off at the knees. You could tell they're not interested in that. They're rich people. Without question, there will be a special prosecutor announced by the Republican Senate to investigate the Biden family and all the stuff on the hard drive. As there should be. That hard drive that hard drive was real. That hard drive got suppressed. Anyone out there who believes that that hard drive isn't real is a fraud. They're lying to themselves. They hate Trump that much that they've let logic be clouded in their mind and i feel there will be that yeah i feel that the 
tech giants, the Facebook and the Twitters, that was their political donation to the Biden campaign in this cycle. Mm-mm. Explain what you mean by that. Well, they political shut it, donation. I like that. Well, they shut it down, right? What is more, you know, you've got Wall Street pouring hundreds of millions into the campaign. You've got all of these different industries basically saying, yeah, we're okay with the Biden campaign because they know there's no real difference to their bottom line either way. But the tech companies have a different way to donate. They have a different way to contribute. And that is by suppressing or allowing the flow of information. If the Biden hard drive contents would have been front and center, and the mainstream media are in this as well, but this, the, the Facebooks and the Twitter specifically, because we saw it as blatantly as it was suppressed. I mean, they shut down the, the press secretary's Twitter. They shut down. Unbelievable. They shut down. They shut down the president. Yeah, they shut down. Um, was it the? It was. It was a New Yorker, right? The New Yorker article that came out. They shut down their f- Twitter feed, right? The post. Yeah, the, the post. You could not retweet that story. You would be shut. You would be suspended, or you would be blocked, and it would say invalid if you tried to put that story out there. You couldn't do it. So, to me, what I mean is, rather than you know some super pack or something like that, it was like no, no, no. We'll just control what goes out. That's more powerful mm. than money. Yeah, what do they get back, though? What's their get? They get What does Biden get. represent that Trump doesn't? Information, data, the stuff Snowden tells us about, the stuff that Assange tells us about. They still get the back so doors. The- I don't think Trump likes them because they don't like Trump. And I think he so, was going okay. to look to regulate them in a second term a lot more harshly than he even attempt. I mean, he didn't really attempt to, you know, that much in the first term, oh, but I think two things, let me slow you down because you're, you, you, you I want to ask, I want to ask you about Snowden and Assange mm. pardon or not. Yes or no. I'd be straight away. Oh, I would be so happy if they both got pardoned, like fucking so happy. that in that so almost happy. that to me, that makes Donald Trump a hero. If he does worth that. it. Yeah. He's a legend. He'll be a legend. Like he'll be so beloved in that community, which, Hey, that's a community you want on your side. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we're right on there. Okay. So I think let, he should start about... releasing stuff. He's, he's still the president, no matter what happens. I want him. To... He's still the yeah, president. I want him to be careful. I want him to be careful about that because that could sully his uh, legacy. He should uh, be... That could be sort of, that could be sore loser talk, and I don't want him to get like loose with that. Hey, look, if he loses, if they don't let him challenge, and of course, oh, politics is a dogfight. Mm-hmm. He's gonna fight it. He's a fighter, right? That's why. That's why the people who like him like him. He'll fight this, and if he and if he wins, he wins. If he loses, he loses. But on the way out, don't sully what you did because what you did is substantial, and he might be the greatest four-year president of all time. But, like, I mean, certainly, but if in he, our time. But if he was to, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I don't know what you mean by, like, kind of just re- releasing everything and studying it. I, yeah, I, I don't, well, what I'm saying is, that, like, it's like, he's beloved by quite a few people at this point. Like, I mean, it's really weird with Trump. You either, like, super hate him or you're, like, really into him, right? I've never seen any president like that before. Certainly not a potential four, four-year, one-term president. Mm. I mean, he's really popular, okay? And those people who love him, like, I think they'll go to the wall for him, but I don't want him to get like sour on the way out. Hey, if you lose, don't start 
declassifying shit to like say, oh fuck you, I'm gonna mess up this place before I leave. I'm gonna trash this place. Like, like what? What? Like, what do you? What do you think? Like, like, give me an example of I mean, what would do that. I mean, I mean, just anything. Just <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, JFK going all the way with JFK, Martin Luther King. Yeah. Just you know, of course we'd like to know, right? But he should have did that in the four years where he was president. Don't do that on the way out and like give them more for you. Don't give them more on the way out. Like go out with respect for America. If that's what you've been about, because you know, I guess like one of the things is like, I think his people really believe that he loves America and that he wants to fight for the blue collar guy. That's a real connection. Don't sell out the office on the way out because the office is still America. It's still the president of the United States. Don't give, don't give the media more fodder to throw at you. You know, like they're going to try to bury, they're going to try to bury Trump, the private citizen. They're going to try to end Trumpism in the GOP. Oh, don't give them more. Just cut it off. Hey, pardon the right people. Right. Yeah. Pardon Assange. Pardon, pardon uh, Snowden. Hey, that will give enough, uh, red meat to your followers. They'll love you forever. Don't go start tossing out declassified shit. However, declass everything involving the Russia investigation. Get it out there. Yeah. Get it out there. And I wouldn't mind a little bit more on the aliens either. They put it out there this year and we all ignored it. No, nobody gave a shit. That's how 2020, yeah. 2020 is. Yeah, the, 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 the Air Force told us we had unidentified flying objects for real, for real. And everyone's like, okay. Fravor's been next? on every podcast you can imagine. Bob Lazar's been on every podcast you can imagine. And nobody yeah, gives the, a shit. No one cared. No one cared. It was that. That's a great subplot to this year is that we released the alien tapes and no and everyone changed the channel back to Trump. Yeah, if they're legit, they're up there like, well, feeling a bit dejected. Like I thought we were going to, thought we were going to have a bit more of a show than this boys. Like yeah. <laughs> we can't even make this work with Trump. Come on. It's a bit, it's a, yeah, it's that, a bit insane. That's how polarizing he is. That's how incredible these last four years. It's been an incredible time. I think people get, I, I, I think some people get so wrapped up eh, in that mm. like one man can control their life so much. Like, no, no. I think that it takes a long time and generations to create policy. And it, and it does take legislatures and it takes the people to write laws, not presidents. You know, it's true. Um, presidents are mostly foreign policy folks. You know, if you were to actually lo- look at like what federal governments are, or provincial governments or state governments, state governments affect your lives. Yeah. You know, County governments affect your lives. Like county governments, and as far as like who they appoint for principals and superintendents for education, 100%. they have much more effect on your life than the president, dude. You just don't. You just don't like. You, it's a popularity contest. Our local, our local government here is so bad. <clears throat> and I live in Southeast London. It is so bad that one decision to change how the roads are constructed to accommodate cyclists has thrown our borough into absolute disarray and chaos that <laughs> that has an immediate effect on my day-to-day life boris oh yeah your day-to-day so like like you know like explain to me like well how is it how is it messing with you so i live you might have heard of greenwich park huge uh royal park in in yeah. london yeah that's yeah, yeah, five yeah. minutes from my house right two minute drive it will now take me over 35 minutes to get there because Sounds like you're living in Asia. Bro. What they've done is they've taken a two-lane road and they've yep. effectively cut those two lanes in half to make a full 
car lane for bikes. So what they've done in addition to that is they've put like barriers up, these little poles, like all the way along the road. And now if there's a bus going down the road and that bus stops, you can't overtake it. But more importantly, neither can emergency services. So the response time for ambulances or firemen or policemen. Wait, 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 wait. So, yeah, I was about to say, so an ambulance can't overtake that? No, because there's no room. Physically, no room. Because cars can't veer out of the way. And if it's packed coming up the other way, which it inevitably will be because you've taken the flow of traffic ability away by a full lane, nobody can overtake a bus. Right. So there's there's yeah. that's yeah. happening in both yeah. directions. Now you're, <laughs> you're just at a standstill and it is from six in the morning until 10 at night every single day. And that's local counselors and local government making transport decisions without proper consultation or risk assessment that has thrown the mm. borough into disarray. So that to your point, that mm. has a lot more consequences on my day to day life yeah. than what Boris is talking to the health secretary about a potential vaccine for COVID does. I think that's the uh, elephant in the room. Yeah. And how all of this revolves around some of the theories about where we're heading, you know, and I've, I've been touching on them pretty passively on my Facebook wall okay. with a lot of my writing and stuff talking about the debt reset and what the debt reset could mean for everyone and, and, and the, you know, the digital wallet and the digital currencies from central banks yes. and how they'll sort of, uh, sort of skip over, uh, the government and they will skip over the banks and, uh, they will get directly to you. And, um, you know, and some of the wild theories that are out there, uh, talking about, you know, how COVID-19 is being used to usher that in, um, I don't believe in conspiracies, but I pay attention to every coincidence that comes my way. <laughs> and I try, I try to look for patterns. Yeah. Um, and I can honestly say to you that um, the amount of momentum that I'm hearing in the financial side, specifically for, you know, crypto wallets with the, with the fact that, you know, the, the central banks are beating that drum that we got to have a digital currency and the fact that China's sitting there with a massive hard on going sweet, that's the end of the US dollar. Yep. It's this is the scariest thing. This is this to me, it's the scariest thing, right? It's it's the it's certainly the end of I well, know what you're I mean, talking. I know I, what I know what Facebook post you're referring to, and I want you to expand yeah, on Yeah, so, so 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 since two thousand and one when they hit the towers, everything for me's changed, right? I think for me, it's all, that's the demarcation line. It's like the, before that it was like, life was free. You could do around, you know, you can, as Ice Cube would say, you can fuck around and catch a triple double, right? <laughs> you could just, you could just live life, yeah. you know, after 2001, everything changed. And it's just, it just, you know, it's just more and more and more. And I remember when COVID first hit one of my, first post was I just hope that COVID is not the war on and I used underscore to create the blank is it the war on virus now like we had the war on drugs we had the war on terrorism now we have the war on virus and then you governments whether they're consciously doing it or not they're rewriting policy and creating new rules and new policy and laws that restrict rights and restrict freedom I mean, it happened with 
terrorism quite a bit, right? Yep. It's the balance between security, safety, and freedom. And like, what are you willing to give up in order to be safe? The, the the biggest argument that I have with people on the left about COVID these days is not necessarily on like how Trump handled it or how Boris handled it. It's like, oh, those fucking Westerners with their rights. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? Oh, and these are like Canadians living in Asia. Oh, why why do everyone gotta like worry about their rights? And it's like, oh, you know, for so so to me, it's like has. Was it designed? I don't know if it was designed, but it's certainly being used. And if you know, when you're when you're a money guy and you're thinking about the money, and I know those money guys, they don't they don't care. They don't care about humanity. No, they don't care. They're counters. They don't. And this is a fantastic opportunity for a lot to happen that sort of needs to happen in the financial system because there's so much debt, right? There's unsustainable amount of debt our politicians talk about it all the time that there's already too much debt we're getting to the point where we can't service our own debt you know blah 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 canada's credit rating gets revised yeah i saw that you know well it got revised once this year could be revised again so far so good no but basically there's a there's a potential insolvency coming which means that like you know there's it's it's a rewrite uh, there's an insolvency coming. There's a a pension fund crisis coming where there's not enough money to pay for for entitlements, uh, both in the public and the private sector. So what do you do? Will you use the do you use this moment to create such a bad situation that everything you know? Because humans don't make change when things are going good. Correct. So you create this. Oh, we got this virus over here. Oh, oh, the virus is natural. The virus is organic, but. I'm going to use that shit. We got to prepare accordingly. And I'm going to, yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. That's great public language right there. <laughs> we have to prepare accordingly by order of the Ministry of National Health. We, and and people who have incentive to make change, they'll make it. And I think that I think that the, the, the virus works hand in hand with the changes that we're going to see to the monetary system there. So what happens when we go full? So when, so what happens when we go full crypto then when, when, because it was, you know, when Bitcoin emerged, when cryptos emerged, it was, you know, it was the major financial institutions that were delegitimizing it because ultimately, well, from my perspective, they didn't know how to regulate it for their own favor yet. It seems like they're figuring that out and using like kind of catastrophic circumstances like viruses, as you said, to make that shift. But what look what what does a transition look like? What what's the what what's the end game for these guys in your perspective? Because you said lack of ownership, you said lack of you know real money, you know things like this. So so yeah, what, what, expand yeah. on that for me. So to to understand. The one thing I always like to say to people is pull the bill out in your pocket and read who issued that. And it is never the government of the UK. It's always like the Bank of England. Yeah. Well, the question is, is who, well, is the Bank of England, is it a government institution? Do you have direct uh, representation access to vote in who's there? No, you don't. No, you don't. And the people that the people that back up the assets of the bank of England are private shareholders and they're different banks and they're different institutions and stuff. So for one currency, as we know, it is issued by rich people, 
Let's just start there. It's issued, it's issued by the, the, the uber wealthy. And the governments borrow currency at rate, right? So they borrow it out, say, 1% or 2%. And then they issue it to us through programs and they spend it through, you know, whatever stimulus, help out through the virus and stuff like that. Ultimately, they have to get that money back and give that to their creditors, which are these central banks and these super rich people through uh, interest payments. And the way they do that is through taxation, right? Exactly. So at a certain rate, at a certain rate, um, you can only borrow so much where your returns start to uh, not be enough for what you've borrowed. Like, you know, basically debt to service ratio, right? Yep. As a household, you know, you try to keep that debt to service ratio at a certain rate where you, you can service your debt payments, but you got enough money to make ends meet. You got enough money to live. Well, we're past there where well, we're getting there. What well, we were getting there before COVID, but yes. like when you're talking about borrowing six, $7 trillion, you start to get to the point where it's like, Hey, are we at the point now where it's like time to hit the reset button? So, um, okay. So that's a little bit about like, uh, monetary policy from me, the way I understand it. Uh, I have arguments with my financial friends all the time uh, about the efficacy of central banks and what they do. And certainly they have some public utility uh, for the people to control inflation. But at the end of the day, they are controlling the costs of goods through the issuing of currency backed up on their own assets. It's just, it's just the scam. It's the biggest scam. And we pay for it on our tax dollars. Yes. That's where our tax dollars go, our income tax, our consumption tax, of course, our, our tax dollars make roads, but like, could you imagine, you know, making roads for like non bloated prices? And like, I mean, anyways, I don't want to go. No, so no, no, that's there. absolutely like, right. And get, I just wanted you to expand on it a little bit because yeah, oftentimes people, let me, yeah, let me get there. They miss, they miss the bigger picture. Yeah. Let me get there then. So we're at a point now where there's, there's a, a new theory, a new monetary theory called modern monetary theory. It's MMT. Mm -hmm. Basically it's this it's just burr the cash machine that that deficits don't matter yes okay that's the new that's the new and it and, and supposedly mmt will usher in um ubi it will it will create the foundation to support ubi okay i, I i've been on the fence back and forth about ubi but i'm now officially against it because of the things that i've been hearing so you know there's some documents that have been released and there's some you know white papers and stuff like that that have been leaked to different sources talking about how um there's going to be an opportunity like it's sort of like a uh, uh amnesty mm -hmm. where you can if you're an indebted person you can get a one-time write down of your say your 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 house loan credit card everything like that you can start collecting ubi if you're willing to sign over your private private assets correct and um that's one thing that just raises a huge red flag for me and i would i would implore any of my friends out there no matter how bad it gets never do that well doesn't this You're remove right to... all property doesn't this remove all yeah. private ownership yeah, you, doesn't this make you, you then yeah. a tool of whatever new system comes after the reset occurs yeah yeah, yeah. so and and then and then to expand on the idea it's basically like and and this is i mean that is sort of the more of the conspiratorial side of it but a lot of these smart people out there, guys like Raul Paul uh, from, you know, Real Vision Finance, you could probably watch him on YouTube. I subscribe to his global macro investor for some macro uh, 
investing insights, just, you know, really good information. Okay. He's basically saying that, you know, the, the central banks are right They're They're in process of creating the digital wallet where they're now issuing the currency and they're skipping the government and the bank and they're going directly to Daryl. Mm-hmm. And that's great because they can get you money quicker. They can incentivize you, but they can now also control, they control every one of your purchases and they have complete visibility on your purchase because you're using the digital wallet. Once the digital wallet gets put out at a certain level, let's say everyone's got 70% of the public has one, they'll just say cash is done. Correct. Those bills that you've got saved, they're gone. Yeah. They're, they're gone. The only thing that matters is in that wallet. It's the only currency that, w- and they'll do that by like, you know, banks won't take bills no more. Um, government won't accept bills no more because they're creditors for the government. Like people need to understand that our government of Canada owes them money. Yes. Like they owe, Canada owes them money. And, and when you owe somebody money, they can tell you what to do. And they can tell you how they want it back. And the so same thing happened with an, the UK government because the UK government during COVID has borrowed about six to six to 8% of our total GDP to fund the yeah. relief during this crisis. Yeah. Where is most of that money gone? Not to the people, not to the people. That's gone to yeah. that's gone yeah. to big corporations, and they continue to do that. The only the only thing that's come to the people in some way, shape, or form is the wage relief scheme, right? The furlough scheme, which is a pittance, which, which is, is a pittance when you look at it. Yeah, it, it's a drop in the bucket so, if you're looking at the big picture of what they've actually borrowed, which is ultimately what we're borrowing, which is what we're ultimately going to have to pay back, and we're going to have and we're going to be in a position where we don't have that money to pay back. Yeah. So basically when, when you're operating under your digital wallet, there's no more things like, Hey, you know, the kid down the road, it's the winter time. He shovels your driveway for 20 bucks. Actually, I don't know what you pay kids these days. You're probably paying them a hundred bucks. Knowing now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I used to get paid 10 bucks, but I don't know what you're paying kids these days. Cause I haven't been in Canada for well, 18 years in the winter time. <laughs> Very proud of that. Living on my tropical Island here. Um, but you know, cut your lawn, little errands, tip the waitress, all that kind of stuff that the government doesn't have visibility on yep. you know that's gone 100 now there's vi- complete visibility on that and do we want to do we want to live in that restrictive an environment now the reason why i say this because i think most people the answer to that is no mm-hmm. we like the system right now hey l- l- let's have the system a little bit of freedom where we can like sort of like operate hey that makes hey i'll give uncle sam or you know uh old sir johnny mcdonald my money on my taxes i'll pay my taxes but like hey come on let me live a little bit like a little bit free here yeah. without you on my my ass all the time let, let me let me pay the guy that did my deck or the kids that painted my 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 room let me pay them 150 bucks without you getting it dipping in getting your little get your beak wet yep well that's gone and that's gonna be gone because we locked down forever and that's why i'm worried that the virus has become the new war on to issue in new policies that are beneficial for them and not us. And please, hey man, I, I got mom and moms and dads that are older and I got, I got family that are older too. And thank God so far, nobody's been sick and nobody's died in my orbit, but I know the numbers, bro. Those numbers are not worth ushering a system. No, like it's, it's a great point. Uh, and, and when this whole thing started, I was I was fully compliant, let's say, right? Wash the hands, yeah. stay indoors, stay away from people, all of this. So and, was I. 
And we talked about it on our last episode, right? You you said, you know, uh, Asia and, and up, baby. you know, everybody's mask friendly. Everybody's pro-mask over there. And, and, and I even said that to some people. And, and even my mandate here to, you know, in, in my own personal head is to an extent, well, don't lock everything down, but let's take that precaution as a courtesy, right? Let, let, let's be pro-mask mm-hmm. until we know something more definitive. And other than that, we have to get on with things because this cannot be sustained. Yes. This cannot be sustained. It's already falling to bits. So <clears throat> for me now, like you just said, I'm looking at the numbers. And the numbers yeah. don't equate to the measures being put in place and the damage being done financially to our mental health, to what's going to take hold long term. It just doesn't bear out for me. So I've got a massive problem with how everybody's handling COVID now. <laughs> okay, so l- l- let me give you a scenario here. So since 2009, we've had a couple of really large corrections of the stock market. Obviously, the global financial crisis threw things into a really large tiz. Mm-hmm. And recently with COVID uh, in March, we had a really big drop, but it's pretty much climbed back to uh, – where it was before yeah so what happens if we have this debt insolvency right what if what if we what if we go into this downward spiral where we've printed so much money we've lost we've lost faith in government we've lost faith in the currency we've lost faith in 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 humans being able to work together and it's just a massive like unwinding of of uh trying to sell and nobody can sell that's what an insolvency is right Okay, so what happens then? Well, you have to. But, I mean, delegitimate, delegitimize the currency. You have to start over effectively. Okay, so you start. Okay, exactly right. So now, now these people jump in and they say, "Well, here's what we got. This is the new replacement, and it will be sold to us in a way where all of the upsides of everything start starting with UBI, mm-hmm. right? Starting with UBI, number one." Oh, yeah, you know what? You boomers who had your first RRSPs or your 401ks or your pension fund or, or sorry, not pension fund. Let me get that in a minute. But your blue chip stock investment got wiped out during the global financial crisis. Oh, and it just got it again. Well, guess what? Your retirements are gone because your pension fund's shot too. But we'll save you. Here's some UBI your way. Yep couple thousand Canadian bucks a month. It'll take care of your rent. You'll be able to drive around in the summertime. Might be able to get a golf membership. If you're thrifty enough, you can eat out once a week, right? That's how it's going to be sold. And you've got a massive demographic, the boomers, who have been, hey, let's face it. They're the most, uh, they're the most benefited and lucky generation of human history, right? Hey, they're a huge voting block, too. All of a sudden, they're just like, yeah, we have to take it. Yeah. You don't have to even sell it to them. You just create the environment if, where they got to take it. If it's, and if if they it's don't, better than the they alternative, die. they're going to do it because the alternative is, like you said, starvation, poverty, and complete degradation yeah. of their final years. And, and, and all of this comes back to like some of the stuff that like, you know, I ask my friends about how they feel about lockdown measures and stuff. And they always say, well, you know, I'm from a broad sense, I'm against it. But like, you know, what if, what if one of your family got sick? That's the, that's the play. 
that's the play. And it's the same thing. It's like, well, you know, your family, it, 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 if, if they get that far where they lock us down so long over the fact where we need to borrow more money, borrow more money, borrow more money, and, and currencies just plunge and everything hits that reset, they're going to be taking UBI. And yeah. once they take UBI, everyone else does because they're too big of a demographic to not, yeah. to not influence the rest of us. And I'm not, I don't want to go down a conspiratorial route, but the things with digital currency that lead to uh, social scoring systems and monitored spending and health insurance and how you're looking at- No, 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 no. That's all, that's all like on the table. That's of not course. conspiracy. Uh, well, this is what I mean. I, I was kind of saying it in a facetious way because, you know, people will be like- No, oh, no, well, no, you, no. You got your tinfoil hat on here, but it's all- No, it's people all are- point A, point B, point C, point D. It all connects. You are, you are already rewarded in your insurance payments for the way you drive. Yeah. Women, historically- have gotten better premiums because they're safer. You don't think that like technocrats who are going to be taking control of our society through internet of things, AI, digital wallets, tracking systems. You don't think that they're going to be incentivizing every behavior in a certain way. Every single of course one. they are. Every single one. Of course they are. Like, and, 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 and that's where we're going. Now, if you've resigned yourself to the fact where it's like, fuck it, I can't fight it. I'm good with that. I'm just going to go for the ride. Hey, baby, I, hey, you know, I got some friends that are like that. Hey, they'll, they'll say, bro, can't fight it. Well, Elon Musk like is it. pushing this narrative. What are you going to do? You're not going to be is able he? to fight it. it it's, already, it's already effectively in motion. So it's going that way anyways. But what I want to do right now. I'd rather be able to give a full-throated a full-throated defense of, of liberty and myself and stand for myself and sleep at night but, and, and know that I tried to do my part. Yeah. Then deal with that shit. But, no way, but man. But that goes towards the folks who would, who would want to usher that in and how COVID is connected to the U.S. president's election, the, president's, uh, the presidential election, and the fact that ultimately this COVID situation is one of the main factors or at least as we're being told it's one of the main factors why people didn't vote for trump because as covid went the economy went so it was a major issue for why people didn't vote for him because of his mishandling of covid now all the things that we just spent 15 20 minutes talking about in terms of crypto and the great reset that could ultimately be coming the ones in favor of that would be the big tech giants because they would be most primarily placed to take advantage of this. Because if you look at Facebook, yep. Facebook have already tried to launch Libra. That's their cryptocurrency, right? So they're already playing in this game right now. So if they have a play to suppress information that would then lead to the person that they want getting elected that is going to be in favor of them taking this policy and pushing it forward. I love Andrew Yang, but there's no bigger proponent of UBI than Andrew Yang. And he sells it like a great thing because automation is coming. Oh yeah, he does a great right? job. He, he loves started to, it. He started to convince me, yeah. He started to convince me too. But if you put the dots yeah. together, the Democrats are playing with the tech companies who ultimately want to usher in this kind of a reset financially and economically so there can be more control, which allows them more data siphoning, which allows these point scoring systems for more ultimate control. And again, I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but no, you're not, though. You're, you're perfectly that, right. Like we're on that track is what I'm saying. Did you, did you did you watch that Netflix show called like the social dilemma distraction or yeah did you watch that I, I was listening to the guy 
who, who did that on Joe Rogan's podcast before. And he was talking about how social media is basically a uh, attention. They, they fight for yes. your attention, right? And, and, and the reason why those companies are so valuable, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why like, like Twitter is not valuable. They don't make money, yeah. okay? But what they do is they analyze your behavior. And they've had machines watching us now for what, 10 years? Yep. More? Okay, so they've been mapping us. They are the tool that the central bankers will partner with to create the ability to do what it is you're saying. Correct. Oh, Daryl like Daryl ate too much red meat this week. Red meat is bad for the environment because of cows and the amount of land that's needed. And it's also bad for his health because he got a family history of heart disease. Mm -hmm. Daryl shouldn't be eating red meat. Boom. Social credit score downgraded. Absolutely. That's coming. If you don't think that's coming, I'm sorry. Like you're just not intelligent enough. Well, this is it. I mean, if you don't see that this is the path and how these things and, and, and that's one of the things that I wanted to point to because I think COVID is being used, like you said, for the next war. It's being on used what, for that, right? And it's being used for that. Connecting those dots, it's only two or three degrees of separation to actually put the puzzle together to say that if you have a party like the Democrats coming into power, who would then potentially control the House, the Senate, and the presidency, who have effectively sided with folks like Antifa and BLM and folks like this and pushing critical race theory. And then you hear people like Kamala Harris saying it's not a quali- it's not equity, it's equality. We don't we don't want everybody to have the same starting point. We just want them to have the same end point. Well, they're pushing for equality of outcome. UBI gives you a yeah. version of equality of outcome because you know what everybody's got and therefore you can control everybody's behavior. And like you said, these and the incentives, yeah, and, and the incentives, yeah, the, yeah. And they allow for parity. Yeah. They allow for everyone to be the same because they're designed to create parity. Yes. They're designed to upgrade you, downgrade you based on behaviors so that you stay in a range. Of course. I mean, I do that all the time at my company. I'm trying to create parity because when you've got a team, you want everyone to feel about even. You don't want anyone to be above someone else in the company. Daryl, let me say something to the viewers, because this is really important. We can say, I, I can say unequivocally that COVID is being used to generate these outcomes. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind and be compassionate about those that have been affected, those who have died, those who have had family members be sick, and those who have had to suffer through it. I can be compassionate. I have compassion for the people out there that are scared to go out, Okay. And I can also carry the same thought in my mind that there's evil people out there that will seize on this opportunity and they will use it to push nefarious means. Now, what I'll say to those folks that are always fighting back with me and mansplaining to me online going, Brooke, you're not like thinking about us. You know, look, I am. I'm actually thinking about us, us on a large level here. I'm thinking about like the future. Isn't the person and that I can say, look like, through the first guys or the first yeah, like, like reflective yeah, mirror? Like, like guys, like I want to say to those people, like please think about this with me. Think about this with me and Daryl in this moment, and say to ourselves, "We're humanity. We've gone through worse. Are we? Are we going to hide? 
And what, wh- what is it? Like, I had a friend, a really good friend challenge me on Brooke. Are you saying like, how much is, how much is a life worth? Are you trying to put a value on a life? That's a hard question to answer. And it's a guy I really respect. And I think that that's the conversation right now. And to me, it's not a dollar value on a life. It's a way of life versus a life. And we need to, we need to preserve our way of life as humans. We weren't put on this earth to live like that. We're different, man. And that's why you can't have, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You can't have us all being the same. We're not. And that's what makes our lives beautiful and awesome. hundred percent, man. Is that we're different. hundred percent. And that's why when, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, again, the house, the Senate and the presidency being aligned in the same color. We're in a really, really precarious position because have you seen the Kamala Harris video? She tweeted out on election day or the day before or day after or something like that. Done in a really compassionate cartoon oh i know right you know tugging on the heartstrings and that's what gets me about it is you know and you know you i'm sure you like jordan peterson like i do um love jordan peterson yep he he, you know he he said it this succinctly you know equality of opportunity is what everybody should strive for and we should all be pushing towards but equality of outcome is one of the most nefarious thoughts and processes a person can have daryl it's communism it's communism, and we already know it's, how that story word, works. I mean, that video was communism. It was communism with cool with cool graphics, and like it you know, was communism. Like, she said it in it the was, video. Yeah. She said it in the video. It's about all of us ending up in the same place. People yeah. take that at first glance as a compassionate narrative to say, "Well, she just wants to bring up the struggling." And don't have the foresight or the historical reference to look past what is in that meaning and what that actually looks like historically. And I'm reading the Gulag Archipelago. I've been reading it for ages on and off. This is about the Bolshevik Revolution. This is one example of what happens when you instill Marxism into a society and play that equality of outcome game. You see it. You live in the region. The social scoring oh, in China is already happening. Yeah, it's been happening for a minute, for th- about three years now. So, hey, let me ask let me ask you a real question. I want to get your take on, please. on 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 it. Yeah, yeah, you know, like okay, so we've got a, you know, we, we just said it, like communism. How many friends do you have that are like, I want communism? Because I have a few. I, I have say, a few that would say that they want equality of outcome not knowing that the line is directly connected to communism no i've got actual friends that are like great with communism the good really they want yeah that's what they want they still believe in it they still they think that it's never been applied the right way they keep saying it's never been done the right way and they'll they'll point out like well the united states suppressed it you know or they didn't let it grow or well, I, I look at it like there's, <laughs> well, there was a fight, you know, between one side of the, the thought process and the other, and the one side won, you know, because the other side wasn't good enough. But I've got friends who actually I don't have, espouse it. I don't they have anybody it. that will outright say, I want communism. I think communism is the better, 
is the better choice or that it's just not been applied in the right way. I've got people that, you know, I've got people that love Black Lives Matter and they think that this is well, a, yeah, yeah. And, and this is a, you know, a race towards, you know, equality. And again, I'll, I've even asked them, what do you think about equality of outcome? And they will say, I think it's a great idea. And at that they, it point, sounds awesome, doesn't it? It sounds awesome. But at that point, yeah. Quality of outcome. What? We're all the same? Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. No, we're not. Nobody's different. That's amazing. It doesn't exist. It's it's a fallacy. And the more you push towards trying to make that a truism or a true reality, the more dangerous a position that you find yourself in. It's mm. it's precisely when I you know, when I read the manifesto of Black Lives Matter, I was like, oh, this is something I have to stay as far away as possible from and at every opportunity show them in the light that they're actually that they actually should have shined on them not the mm -hmm. light that they're trying to push because this is what i have a problem with the democrats with is they have the nefarious intentions of running things in this way but they're the party that smiles in your face stabs you in the back and everybody likes a smiling face and they don't notice the, the knife coming around to stab them in the back and all mm -hmm. they're doing is being shepherded towards all of these things that we just spent the last half an hour talking about and that's my problem, and that's why I said on my last podcast, I don't know if, in fact, I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump is a better option than the Democrats, if for no other reason than that. Because that ends in chaos, and death, and death in droves. I mean, I'm going to refer to my notes because, like, you know, we're headed down, like, a little bit of, like, the analysis, you know, and have you let me see i i'm gonna go give me a second here okay Sorry. wait 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 i'm gonna go have you seen this have you seen that video is that them outside of the guy's house yeah is so there so there's this video that's out there i saw it it's basically the blm antifa crowd in the suburbs making noise shining lights on people's houses telling them wake up get out here on the street right mm -hmm. all that all that militant talk all that real nazi talk you real, ain't with us nazi talk you hate us and it's good to hate hate you know this stupidness and it's this guy comes out and he says yo like i got a biden sign on my yard bro he doesn't say it like that, of course. He's not as cool as we are, but he says, hey, I got a Biden sign right there. And they're like, that's white supremacy. Just because you, by saying that you've got a Biden sign is white privilege. White privilege is not, and they're like, they're like calling the guy out because he won't leave his house. Probably because he's scared shitless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's probably thinking to myself like, wow, man, maybe I shouldn't have voted for Joe Biden because one of the threads that I keep seeing with a lot of mega people, and they'll, they'll bring these videos up, mega people, right-leaning people is like, yo, this far left demon that you guys got on the left, it ain't going away because you won. It's emboldened. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got like pivoting back to the uh, American presidential race. They've got a little bit of a civil war going on in the left. And that's, an ideal ideological thing that's not just contained in the United States. I think it's kind of like populism swept the right and populism took over 
you know, generally Republican style, conservative style governments and swung them to the populism circle. I think you're seeing a little battle go on. I, mean, I don't think it's obviously out in the open with the, the Sandy Cortez crowd and yeah. against the, you know, basic, you know, milk toast Republic or milk toast Democrats that are saying, listen, we are going to lose the middle class forever. You know, Trump and, and, and his crowd have flanked us. That was our traditional power base unions, labor, uh, you know, working class fight for the working class. We're going to lose these people forever. If you, you guys keep screaming about socialism and if, People out on the street keep, you know, I mean, like that guy doesn't live in a nice neighborhood, Daryl. No, he lives in like what would probably be like a, a working class neighborhood. And they're like yelling at him to get out of his house or you're not with us. I mean that, Hey, you know, part of me says, Hey, Mr. President, like, Hey, I've, I've supported, I would say probably 70% of what you've been about for the last four years. Let them destroy themselves. Yeah. Don't don't get in the way of letting them do that. You know, you you'll have a legacy. You'll control the party. Your family will control the party for the next you know dozen or so years. They'll have a good grip on it for a while. Uh, if that's where they're going to go. Hey, take a step back for the greater good. Yeah, this is a you snake know, that, eating its that, tail. That's my advice. Yeah, that would be my advice to to the president in that respect. I, I, I do say no challenge all the way because I do think that what's going on to circle back with all the talk we had about COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think I got friends that are really, who were never Donald Trump guys that would message me and say, Oh, I, the president's got to win, man. And I'm like, Whoa, wait, really? And they're like, yeah, he's got to win or, or we're fucked. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, cause he's the only one fighting against this madness of lockdowns. He's the only one fighting against this madness of Marxism and black lives matter on the street. And I'm like, wow you hated the president four years ago. What changed? You're like, well, the summer changed. COVID-19 changed. Hey, you know what? And I said, well, don't you think the president mismanaged this? Uh, well, y yeah, you know, we, we could be a little bit healthier, but like I, I'm losing everything right now. And if we really truly believe that like creating debt and creating like people like loss leads people to like a point where like, you know, they've got to accept UBI and, we usher in mo modern monetary theory and none of this stuff is conspiracy. No, this is all no, real. no, 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 no. This is, you know, this if is... we really believe that, that COVID will accelerate that and policy around COVID will accelerate that. Like this ain't Bill Gates is going to implant us with a microchip kind of shit with vaccines. This ain't that this is money talk. If you really believe that then like, yeah, you probably wanted the president to win. So I had some friends reaching out to me that I was shocked. I was like, wow, I, I, I I'm really, it's what did it for I'm me. I'm really surprised. It's what did it for me. It, it was just seeing, it was seeing the connection between, well, it was one paying attention to history and not enough people do that because these stories have already been told before that if you go yes, down, because have, the, the, the step after them telling that guy to get out on the street and join them is they go into his house, pull him out of the house and make them walk with them. And when they make him walk down the street with them some of them yep. go into his house and claim it as their own because why should he have it if they don't because this is about a quality of outcome it's crazy there it is right there there it is right there like say that again one more time just say that one more time well the path why of, should you have that house and not us that's right it's it's about now and this is what I said to somebody the other day and the whole, the whole rhetoric around BLM and, and Antifa and, you know, this critical race theory is the subjugation of people today 
for things that happened in the past that have no responsibility to bear on the folks that live today. But yet it's about reverse subjugation rather than a conversation about how to rectify the situation in an in a way that is in a way that is fair and reasonable. And it is the ability now to codify a problem based on anything that you take offense to. So pronouns are one. Race relations are another. And what you're seeing now is that anything can lead to a catastrophic outcome because the point of what they're trying to do is tear down the system. And the reason that they want to tear down the system is so that they can rebuild it in the image of equality and equity but that is a complete fallacy because anybody that rips down a yeah, system... Yeah, it's a complete because there's always going to be the layer above it. Anybody that rips down a system and claims that they want to rebuild it in the benefit of all are actually just hiding behind the guys that they're the ones that want to be in power. And the reason that they want to like, be in power up. is so that they can subjugate, pe- subjugate people who they feel have subjugated them in the past. That's it. And please, hey, Mark Zuckerberg... If you want this utopian society, then like share some of your ducats. Invest in my new tech company, bro. 100%. Hey, here's here's a tweet that I screenshotted. Google, Facebook, and Amazon are far more of a threat to democracy than Trump ever was. 100%. True or false? 100%. 100%, right? 100%. You know, I think that myself, yourself, and I would say in our generation, our age, I would say like 60, 70% of our generation would agree with that. I think some people would be on the fence a little bit. They might say it to you privately, but like, what about boomers? Are boomers going to say that? No. Amazon is no, that's where the disconnect is. Here you go. Um, There's something to be said about our generation being the ones that are, that hopefully could bridge this gap because I'm telling you right now, the boomers and such are, are too far gone to fight against this. The generation that has come after us are too complacent and already ingest. They've already ingested this. This is or they've already taken the red pill. There's only us who are sort of the last generation that saw the internet come in or did away with the house phone or you know. These sorts of kind of technologies yeah. and the way we were helicopter parented and things like that. Like there's a different, you, we are that kind of, we're the wedge. If you don't have us, you get complete compliance because like you said, these folks who are the boomers, they're going to have to do it or they're going to get, yeah, they're going to have to, they're, or they're going to get, you know, the worst ending to their life that they could ever imagine. So their compliance is they're gonna be written yeah. in. Now the ones yeah. who are younger than us, they've never grown up without anything other than being tracked. They don't see it almost as 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 anything unusual. We're the ones that yep. have seen the transition. We're the ones that need to speak Absolutely. out on what this manifests out like. Because the younger ones don't have the historical reference to revert back to how this story goes and how we know this story always ends up. This is a 100% success rate for communism. When implanted and instilled in a society, it works out in the worst, most catastrophic way that it possibly can. There is no middle ground to this. And it's why I always say that President Trump was Generation X's president. Hmm. Yeah. Always say I say that privately with a lot of people. I say he was our president. He was the Generation X, you know, moody, not sure of himself, precocious. Yeah. Not precocious. Sorry. Uh, 
you know, uh, was it, um, you know, what is it, prescient? Like kind of like, you know, you, you ruse about things, you talk out loud, you know, you're not necessarily uh, buttoned up like the, the, the golden generation and you're not like truly uh, liberal like the boomers were, you know, you just, you were a little bit of a mixture. You weren't sure. He was our guy. To me, he was he was very representative of Gen X, a straddling of two new of of two very strong generations. And you're right, like millennials and and Gen Z, they've grown up in the matrix now. Yep. It's gonna be hard. Like it's gonna be hard to withdraw. Like if you know, I I try to keep my daughter as 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 aware of things as possible, but like she came to me daddy why do why does the president want to shut down tiktok tiktok's great and it's like oh man it's gonna be so hard getting these people off this stuff it's an addiction it, well that I, goes back to the social dilemma and you know all the things that those folks were talking about in that documentary you know i'm gonna watch that i'm gonna watch that i haven't watched it yet dude though. it's it's i just listened to the uh podcast with joe and it was like i love this guy yeah yeah, yeah. it's um it's proper it's proper cutting it's, it's a proper deep cut when you look at it because, you know, it's the ones that built it that are speaking on why yeah. it was built yeah, yeah, yeah. and the purpose yeah. and the purpose is not was never to bring people together. It was never to create some sort of a connection and dialogue and make us all better people. It was to track us. It was to siphon data to run a social experiment that, as you said, has now been going on for 10 plus years to map our behavior so that they can ultimately control us and vie for our attention. And the product And now, replace us. We're the and commodity. And replace us. We're the commodity. Yeah. And as long as you keep pumping out sheep that are addicted to this, uh, this device, these devices, then you've just got this conveyor belt of consumers. We're the commodity. Part of me, Daryl. Part of me... Uh, so, so let, let, let's let's bring this back to the election after as I wind down the final percentages of my uh, MacBook here. I'm yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I I want to cover three parts of the election. Let's go. That I have my notes. The first one is, if Trump loses, what are his biggest regrets? <laughs> to me, not draining the swamp, being beaten by the swamp is one of them. Hey, supporter of the president, swamp beat him. If he loses, the swamp beat him. Yeah. Appointing Jeff Sessions as your AG and letting that guy make the, the Russia hoax happen for four years. They impeached him on a phone call. I heard the phone call. I read the transcript. That is not impeachable. The whole deal where you weren't allowed to say the whistleblower's name, what they did to Kavanaugh. I mean, they, they ate him up. They ate him up. And him not getting scalps. You know what I mean? Like yeah. clean, claiming his scalps, I think emboldened the left enough where they're like, well, he ain't going to do nothing. We're going to steal this election. Yep. I think, I mean, his, that's a feeling I have. Yeah. I feel that one of his biggest regrets will, and maybe not because he definitely is a narcissistic personality. Um, I feel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I feel that he won't have any regrets. He won't yeah, have this any is the whole thing. It's like, well, he'll just blame somebody else because that's what a narcissist yeah. does, right? That's but what he does. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, deep yeah. down, when he sits by himself, there's there's something of a feeling that will creep through, and I think he might 
he might regret not going a little bit more tactical and being so obtuse in his delivery of everything. I don't know if that served him well in every instance. And I think if he... Because he's not a dumb guy. You don't get to be the president no, by he's being not. an idiot. No, he's not. He's you not don't. Dumb. And... It's too easy for people to say that the president's dumb. It's too That's easy. such a write-off. It's, it's such it's such yeah. a stupid thing to easy. say. It's like you could barely get elected mayor of your own town, let alone get yeah. an elected president of the most powerful nation in the history of the world. Like it's mm -hmm. it's you can't put it down to he's an idiot. You can put it down to his behavior is stupid. It uh, is you know stupid sometimes and he's got idiotic the ideas and yes. that narcissism of his allows yeah. his better judgment to be pushed to the back while he just goes you know full tilt forward on you know letting his mouth say the words before his brain processes them right you know and that's where you get yeah. stupid things like you know inject yourself with disinfectant and you know shine light into your system and you know stupid things like this or you know you call you know you call elizabeth warren pocahontas like you know stupid things i love like how that. he does that though but you hey can, you know what you can be more tactful when she after she did the test and we found out that she was like one whatever of it was the ridiculous percentage that she was like native yeah it was the best name of all of the names he gave but but if he plays it more tactically does he get this tiny percentage more that people yeah. go to the the ballot booths and vote for him and then this isn't yeah, a question that's an interesting thought process you know like what you're saying is is if if we get like trump behave trump behave do we do we get like more i'm not even saying behave dude i'm not even saying behaved i'm saying behave a little bit more yeah i i know what you're saying I, I my answer to that is no because you don't have the the love that he's got he's got so much love because he's not them i get that i get that but and that's his army when and his army was what is what infected other people but when he turns you know around I mean? like, in march and just on a whim says ah oh, this thing will be gone by april because it's going to get hotter and when he yeah. says, oh, well, 200,000 people are dead. Well, it is what it is. These are statements he doesn't need to make in the way that he's making them. And if he's a little bit more concise and thoughtful in his delivery yeah. of things, then maybe he's not looked at in the light that he's looked at by, again, like I said, that this is not half of America. This is 10% more. And he dusts Joe Biden. He I still, I still dusts him. Okay, so let's let's go on to let's go on to the the fact that we mentioned. Hey, we got to let the legal process out. Sure. Where do you stand with any kind of impropriety in the election? Do you believe it's gone on or not? I think there is a high percentage likelihood that in places like Pennsylvania, in places like Philadelphia, that have a pretty stymie history of voter fraud and you know yeah. kind of you know dodgy dealings. I can I wouldn't put it outside the realm of possibility that something something untoward has happened. If we look back at all the other things that we've said about the Democrats and and what they're looking for, truly looking for, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me to find out that they've manipulated some votes. It just wouldn't. Uh, what I say to that, I got a couple of things to say to that. I absolutely think some stuff's gone on. Okay. So three things. Number one, again, the president just 
don't use the word fraud just use impropriety mm -hmm. talk about how like we we, we threw together a mail-in va ballot uh situation and like you know a few months time it's not been vetted it's not been worked through you know these kind of systems take years to refine and of course there's going to be human error accidents and mistakes we have to work through those i think again it's a messaging problem right now that he's having this okay. goes to my point that i just made yeah and you know yeah well i i agree with you okay but i will say this i you know um we've all been in classrooms where there's somebody cheating on a test <laughs> So never for a minute think that the other side wants to win so bad that they're not going to like bend the rules. Of course, they're going to bend the rules. Mm -hmm. And then also, too, when you throw together a huge system that's going to actually scale up and process ballots, there's going to be mistakes. Now, Definitely. I'm not going to point the finger that one side cheated. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm just not. But I'm going to say, we're going to look at everything. And when it's all vetted and my side i'm speaking as the president owns all the courts we own all the legislatures what then what then if we find it what happens what happens daryl no one's thinking about this this is it what happens it. when he finds it like if he finds it what's gonna go down bro okay like that's the thing right now it's like we just assuming that, that there's been no cheating and yet 70 million people are saying, yeah, there's tons of cheating. And this was before this year. You know, I've got friends still to this day that think that Hillary Clinton's 3 million, 3 million people margin in a popular vote was all BS because all that cheating in California and stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, there's people that really believe that. So if they find any cheating and he comes out and shows the evidence and his, his followers believe it, what? then well this is it right and we have to remember that whilst all this legal process and evidence gathering or whatever that process is going to look like we are currently on the 9th of november if this all plays out and biden you know ends up taking the the white house and so on and so forth and we've got three months of or two and a half months of Trump still as president, a lot Darryl, of stuff can happen in Darryl, 10 weeks. Let's circle back to the reason why China hasn't said anything. Oh God, because if could they it, could do, it be that, could it, well, wait, 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 go, could it go, be sorry. that China, could it be that China knows that there's cheating and that Trump's going to find it? Maybe. And when it happens, Maybe. there's your civil war. And they your complete love chaos. that. Aren't they just sitting back going, yeah, I can't wait for Trump to find the cheating and for the Trump followers to lose their shit and for the mainstream media to say it's bullshit. And next thing you know, it's war. This is because if the so president finds cheating, if the president finds cheating, Daryl, I mean, any kind of like little bit, like just a little bit, let's say a little bit, not yeah. enough to win. I, what? Like, like, does he just go, oh, yeah, I lost. I found a little bit of cheating, but I didn't find enough, a big one. What does he do? What do supporters do? The Boar, the Boar, the Gore Bush presidency was done on 500 votes. Yeah. On a recount in Florida. Yeah. We're talking about half a million 
vote lead in Pennsylvania that withered to a deficit of 40,000 within three days in -hmm. Pennsylvania. That's the numbers. If they show 5,000 or some arbitrary number like that that were miscast or, you know, illegitimately cast, they were they were past the due date or anything. Where where does that leave them? If the president finds any kind of cheating at all, COVID-19 is the least of America's concerns. 100 percent. Yeah. 100 percent. And hey, I know the folks on the right. You know, one of the things I get fucking pissed off with me and guys like Mike Cernovich, like I I love Mike Cernovich a lot because he's like, I love Cerno. You see me on Twitter drafting off. I'm like, hey, Cerno, pay attention to me. Like, I love Cerno. Like, I'm trying to get him to, like, buy in the day. Get, get into some day 24. But what I love about Cerno is how pissed he is, okay, that the left is so much more about it, about it than the right. Mm. The left is so much more about it, about it. And I call my friends out all the time, like, hey, man, you're in the States. Are, are you on the street? No. Stop telling me about QAnon. Stop telling me about trust the process. Stop it. Because the left is out on the street right now and you're at your home because the right, I think still have that like decency gene. You know what I mean? Like the Mitt Romney decency gene. I, you know, like, like they want to be that guy. There's a, there's a gentlemanness to them or something. Yes. Yes. I think that there is there, you know, like, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to go that far because I think they also know too that when they do, it's not pretty. And I think that any kind of cheating at all, if it gets uncovered, I it's the straw that breaks the camel's back for that, those people. That's the thing. I, I like I see the BLM folks, I see the Antifa folks out there, and let's be honest, they're a bunch of wet blankets. And in the face of any sort of real strength, they crumble. You see what happens when the police actually decide to not get spit in their face and they actually decide to arrest one of these punks. They just fold. They're complete wet blankets, and they're they're yeah. they're they're nothing. They're nothing. Yeah. And what worries yeah. me, and what concerns me, is that if if there is some evidence, as you said, yeah. that shows this My- impropriety, the right when they come out, that's a different sort of protest, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and that's why Russia, and that's why China's not saying nothing. I think it's a powder keg and just that, waiting to explode, mate. And and I've and I've seen enough weirdness. Like all the there's lots of weirdness. There's lots of weirdness going on. There is, Daryl. Of course, there is. And 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 I want to say, you know, for the good of my friends on the left, I don't want to I don't want to taint your victory. But like, hey, don't you want to win the right way? Don't, don't you, you want the victory so, not to be tainted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you want to win so that like, hey. For four years, we don't sit around and go Russia, right? you know, like like you did to Donald Trump. Exactly. Because I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to be that guy. If you win, you win, and I'm going to challenge you guys on like the outcomes of your policies. But I also think I, that there is. But uh... under under this situation right now, if you ram this down my throat for four years, you're getting it. A hundred percent. And that doesn't get us anywhere. And I also think that there's an element of them thinking they're getting something that they're not actually getting. I think they think, yeah, I mandate. think they they're believe not getting that, that mandate. But I also think they're they're getting a good version of something. Like the Democrats are a good version of politics. Like they're an un uh like 
what do you want to say? Like they don't have shit on them. Their, their shit doesn't smell. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a different version of what's coming in. It's like, Oh, we can, I, I see these celebrities and I see these liberals and people on the left just saying like, Oh, we can finally, you know, breathe a sigh of relief. Our kids can like, did you see van? Uh, what's his name? Um, on CNN Jones, it starts crying saying now we can be proud to live in a country where our kids can go to school and our kids can walk down the street. It's like, are you really selling that line of bullshit? And are people yeah. actually buying that line of bullshit? Yeah, it's yeah. Like Daryl, I think I think I think that you know I'm at three percent right now. So, mate, we um, can always I, go. We've done two hours plus. Yeah, we like <laughs> we've talked for a while. I'm more prepared this one. The last time it was like three o'clock in the morning, and I yeah. was like losing it. No, no, it's um, good, man. I, and we're not gonna we're not. This isn't gonna be the last one. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like so, so I think that there's some stuff that needs to play out. I think that we we've we've done a little bit of uh, what is it called foreshadowing for the yeah. next chat? A little seasoning. Yeah, a little get 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 it ready. I I just think that I just hope everything keep everybody keeps a cool head. You know, my message to my friends out there is let the legal process play out, and stay stay reasonable. Just yeah. stay reasonable. And my message you know, and, is be careful what you wish for. Because yeah. sometimes you might not like what you actually end up with. Yeah, and I'll say, and I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll say to my friends who are strong supporters of the president, like, if if the president loses, just plan better in four years and let and, and, and try and try to overcome, you know, turn our sights towards Canada, you know. Yeah. But Daryl, yeah. I, I love talking to you, man. It's been great. Hey, um, I bef- hope that before hope we go, good. mate. Uh, before we go, do you want to tell anybody about the corner yet? Oh shit. Yeah. Um, so with 2% left on my MacBook, uh, I've launched a new platform called the corner. Now the corner is basically me and my people, and I'm trying to create my community to sort of build what will be a public, uh, uh, a public office career in the future. So, uh, you know, be, be perfectly transparent. I'm trying to build my, my support base, my, my base, you know, but I'm doing it in a way where I'm trying to, give myself up uh, my my time my ideas my experience uh and my and my and my abilities to my friends uh in a way where they uh really appreciate uh you know it's it's a it's a free community i'm gonna have podcasts by doing zooms like this where we record it i'll upload it to my youtube uh at brook day at youtube you can just search my name um, so there'll be a, a, a video cast. And then, of course, there'll be podcasts on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But it's the corner. Nice. And it's by invite only. I've nice. got I've appointed I've appointed admins that are like, you know, I've got an admin that is very left leaning. Big Bernie bro. I got admin that is very MAGA. And then I got a really strong woman who uh, is a hardcore gal who I really got a lot of respect for. I made them my admins. Beautiful. And it's like, hey, you know, like it's, a, it's an invite only. And I'm trying to build a group where we talk about good stuff. You know, first post was today and uh, you're part of that. Uh, so we'll be doing a pod together. Uh, Definitely. Uh, we'll be talking about like maybe some stuff that's not necessary. I don't want it to be all politics. I think a lot of people tune in with me because of politics, but yeah, it's the corner. Thanks, Daryl. Love Appreciate it, brother. It. I love it. Um, take right. care of love yourself. You. We'll, uh, we'll speak again soon, yeah? Stay safe in the lockdowns, okay? You too, brother. Peace. Later.